You are listening to the Star Wars Weekly Podcast. Looks like we're coming up on Alderaan. You know, I did feel something. I could almost see the remote. That's good. You've taken your first step into a larger world. Welcome to episode 8 of Star Wars Weekly. I am Ben and I am joined with Adam and Grant and we are coming at you with all of the best and most important and all the information we could find from the Star Wars galaxy in the past week. Grant, start us off with Core World News. What do we got? Alright, for Core World News, we have about six items on the news list. We have uh, two new TV spots for Solo just dropped... uh, we have the one's called Crew, one's called Risk. Risk focuses on Han, Lando, and Beckett, uh, kind of exploring their attitudes and their personas and how they take risks. And then uh, Crew focuses on the entire crew. We get a little bit of, you know, we get a shot of John Favreau's alien character. We get a shot mm. of lots of sh- new uh, shots of, of L3 and Kira and mm. things like that. Um, some interesting lines were said. Uh, one especially uh, was interesting. Uh, and it's a Lando line in Risk where he says, the Falcon needs a certain kind of pilot. And that, that stuck out to me. And I was thinking, you know, what, is the, what does that mean to you guys when, when he says that line? Like, what is that? Uh, I think it can mean a lot of different things. I think it's someone who uh, can improvise. I think it's a big part of what you need to, to fly the Millennium Falcon. Sure. Yeah, I just think it needs to be someone super sexy. And uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, you need a cock cocky sort of you know pilot that that isn't afraid to get himself into some uh, tight spaces Sexy yeah like, and smooth that's right oh yeah uh, old smoothie for sure um someone like brazenly daredevilish who's you know gonna use that interesting silhouette of that ship and go through tight cracks and do cool <laughs> maneuvers like that yes <laughs> this is getting a little anyways too, anyways yeah, yeah. Yeah. double next, entendre was not at all some like, innuendos but, are not going for but yeah, are yeah. happening nonetheless yes um you know, and I think, you know, it's also it speaks a little bit that, that uh, you know, they always use its appearance to their advantage, right? It doesn't look like a ship that would go fast. It doesn't look like a ship right. that's maneuverable. And they play off that, or at least Han does. We'll, we'll know about Lando in a few weeks. Yes. All right. Uh, next news item, we have uh, Larry and John Kasdan were featured as guests on the Star Wars show. Uh, they said they made the point that Solo doesn't have the mission to explore Han's origin or backstory. It's more so uh, a film meant to show how he goes from idealist to cynic. That was kind of their goal oh, in making right. the film. Wow. Do you guys have any uh, anything to say on that or any input? I like it. Yeah. I, you know, again, I've, I've talked about my love for the Marvel movies. I'm done with origin stories. Yeah. I'm, I'm oversaturated. Right. So, but I like the idea of just a character exploration about how do we get to the Han we meet in the cantina for the first time. Right. And yeah, I mean... This isn't right. These guys don't have superpowers. These yeah. are characters, so it makes more sense to, uh, to, you know, really flesh out their most formative moments as characters uh, right. to bring us, you know, the characters as we know, as opposed to, you know, you what know, you're saying Han, is Han drinking blue milk, you yeah. know, on you know on in Corellia or whatever, or wasn't bit by a radioactive space pilot. Exactly. Yeah, that wouldn't that right. would be lame. And so, I mean. So this isn't going to be an origin story. This isn't going to be a backstory. It's going to show you know everything about Han's youth, but it is going to show how he becomes a cynic. So something must break his spirit. You know, like yeah. there must be some kind of event that breaks his spirit in the film. So I, I, I can't wait to find out what that is and what characters are involved mm-hmm. with that. So that that was interesting. I thought that was a uh, cool thing to talk about. And um, you know, and if something if something does break his spirit, and he thinks that he's alone, there's no one out there for him. You know that that isn't entirely true because we know about you know Sanastaros and mm-hmm. she comes into play in his life in the future yeah. and she's heavily uh, uh featured in um Star Wars Last Shot by Daniel Jose Elder that's right and that just hit shelves uh we we all read it um yeah. we're all super into this book i think it's my favorite book i've read hmm. in the 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 new uh era of del rey launches really? and yeah. things like that so wow i had a lot what of fun with it too it? yeah i mean i'll talk a little we'll talk a little more about it um when we get to kind of our main feature but uh, this the, this one because of timing, I actually had to consume as an audiobook, and I may never read physically read another Star Wars book again. I may <laughs> only buy the audiobooks because was it that fun? They have all the music, they have all the sound effects. When it's chewy roaring, it's chewy roaring. It's and the, the person who's the narrator, and I'll I'll look it up before we talk about it more. 
does impressions of Han and Lando. I think it's Mark better. Thompson. Yes, that's yeah, exactly it's Mark Thompson. Does it spot on? And I'm like, it felt like it was halfway between oh, wow. watching a Star Wars movie and reading a Star Wars book. So I may actually just end up spending a lot of money on the audiobooks. That's so great. I didn't know um, they were yeah, that fascinating. I, I did not know either. The last one I probably listened to was 20 years ago, and it was just a straight read, and this was just like a, being immersed in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this was probably the biggest news that happened last week, right? Was that this book was released? I mean, yeah, they, I would say so. It's, the uh, new canon's been fantastic. Mm-hmm, There's, you mm-hmm. know, nary a month or two goes by before we get a new Star Wars book. Um, and like this one, it's timely, and it's setting up. Yeah. Um, you know, the movie that is to come, We've we got that with... Uh, before Rogue One, uh, mm-hmm. Catalyst yeah. came out, and that was, I mean, essential actual reading. You know, that gave the whole, you know, early years of Galen Erso and all that. Yeah. And um, so it's just great. I'm so pleased with, I mean, I, I'm going to keep harping on this because I think it's worth it. I think Kathleen um, and the story group have just done a fantastic job with, um, sl- you know, organizing this whole galaxy and keeping everything um, in order. And it's so yeah. much fun for me to go read a book and have it give me new tidbits of information that inform the movies, that inform the comics, that right. inform the TV shows, and vice versa. Um, it's so fun. And so, yeah, this was great. I, I got this book on Kindle, um, as I do all my things, and uh, just sort of motored through that um, the past couple of days. Yeah, and the aliens was, are just so well-written. Yeah. And yeah, the yes. dialogue's great. The banter between Han and Lando is incredible. Yes. Leia yeah. and Han is incredible. It's really oh, just oh, yeah. it's perfect. It felt like those characters yeah. in a way that the old EU, when you got like later into the series, didn't feel like right. every time I'd read a book that was a few years further into the plot, it felt like it was right. less and less like Han and Leia and Lando. Yeah, and the, I mean, this this book jumps around time frames uh, quite a bit, yeah. but it, it's it's... You know, it's actual time. It's real time is two years after the Battle of Jakku. So before Bloodline. Um, yeah. And but after but after the whole Aftermath series. Right. Um, so, right. It's kind of like yeah. a, a dark event has unfolded on Cloud City and Lando's coming knocking on Han's door. And now they're they're yeah, going they're off back on another, in it. Yeah. And another voyage, thing. And, yeah. yeah. And the, the whole squad gets together. We'll talk more about it as we yeah, get through. But um, yeah, another another great contribution um, to the canon. And actually, what do we have the author's name? Yeah. Daniel Jose Alder. Yes. Is, yeah. An amazing author. Fantastic. Great work. Um, so hate to go back to the Star Wars show, but also on the Star Wars show, yeah. Larry and John Kasdan gave us a little bit more information on Emphis Nest, which is that kind of mm. supremely badass looking Native American inspired, oh, yeah. you know, oh, character yeah. wearing a headdress in the solo trailers, mm-hmm. which I think is probably my favorite design to date as well. I'm getting my favorite yeah. book to date, and I'm getting my favorite kind of design today, costume design today, which is pretty awesome. Pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting nervous about solo because every week I get more and more excited about it because I started yeah. at it like as we talked about kind of just lukewarm on it and now yeah. I'm all in and I'm like don't break my heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, watching that trailer in. and it's hearing Solo say I'm, I have a good feeling about yes. this. <laughs> you the just know it's going to happen. Everything. Oh that's not at all annoying. That's, that's just my computer saying. ringing. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, so John Kasdan says that to understand Emphis Ness you must also understand Tobias Beckett and he also reveals that Emphis Nest is a unlike Tobias Beckett. Uh, he's not a big time crime lord looking for high stakes heists and things like that. He's a he's a pirate. So ah, or more on the pirate yeah. edge of the right. scoundrel spectrum. Yeah. Good pirates are good. We, we get them a lot in the extended, but I feel like we don't get them as much. Right. Except for maybe in uh, Force Awakens with the two. Right. The, yeah. The, I keep thinking about you know where the series is going and the next. You know we've talked a lot about where the new series are going, um, the new movies and the new live action and all that. And I you know I'm just wondering it might be a world in which there's no first order or there's no empire. It it could be you know. Yeah. Um, and so if that's the case, these crime syndicates and pirates are going to factor in yeah. and bounty hunters are going to factor in huge, yeah. I think, to really flesh it out because there's probably not going to be a whole lot of Jedi in there either. It's kind of where they went with the old books, right? As I remember, it was a lot of a lot of post-Jedi in the old EU. It was a lot of crime syndicates, a lot yeah. of pirates, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, because yeah. you can really make them very colorful and yeah. interesting and do a lot of things, even though we all love stormtroopers. Yeah. Right, and Emphis Nest and Tobias Beckett could go back too. They could have, you know, been in the same criminal gang at some point mm-hmm, and then yeah. broke apart or some kind of event happened. So that's really interesting that those characters are tied together. Yeah, John Kasdan makes us aware about that. Um, so uh, also we got a new game mode in Battlefront <laughs> Two called uh, Night on Endor. Am I getting that right? Yeah, Night on Endor. 
Um, pretty great. You played some of that? I did, yeah, I get a chance to play some of that. They just uh, released the second half of their progression update, so for people that had, um, you know, earned these um, crafting parts and all the stuff that was part of the old dynamic, they could spend those on um, skill points, which, you know, a lot of people have been hoarding those, so that was a big deal. Um, and, and yes, as a part of it, they did this limited time game mode called uh, Nighttime at Endor, and it's super fun. So, this EA Battlefront is a remake of a 2005 Battlefront series of two games they made. And those games had hunt modes. And you could be, you know, wampas and ravage through some people. Oh, that's right. I remember yeah. that. And um, you could be Ewoks and, you know, all these sort of things. And th- that was a really cool thing, and everyone really liked it. So, um, as is Dice's Way, they won't give you the full Monty, but they'll give you a taste. <laughs> and um, and this is, I mean, it's brilliant. It's beautiful. You're, a, you know... So the way the game mode works is um, the game starts, and I think there's like 15 stormtroopers and two Ewoks. And um, if you play as an Ewok, you have sort of night vision, and you can see pretty well. And then you have a bunch of skills, and you can you you can set traps, and you can um, you know go use the overhead. You've catwalks, um, and if you're you're a, a stormtrooper, you just have an E11 blaster and a flashlight. <laughs> And um, and you really can't see anything unless that flashlight's on. There's a couple of caves that are lit with torches. There's some things on fire, um, but it's sort of it's it's creepy and it's super fun. Um, and so if you get killed as a stormtrooper, you become you respawn as an Ewok. And so the game ends with either all the stormtroopers being conveyed to Ewoks, or after a set amount of time, a um, lambda class shuttle arrives and if you're still alive you have to make it to the shuttle and escape Mm. so if even one um stormtrooper makes it off alive it's considered a victory for the uh for the empire um otherwise uh, it's the way it goes and it is really hard to escape alive i played uh several games to sort of fill the the credit um there were some bonus credits you could earn if after you you kill like 25 um ewoks or whatever um, and a couple other challenges. So I played long enough to do that. I was uh, I was able to get highest score as an Ewok and was able to kill a bunch of stormtroopers, but I wasn't able to make it onto that Lambda shuttle mm. once. <laughs> it was very hard. Towards the end, you just get swarmed by little furballs, <laughs> and they have all these sort of tools that um, can take you down um, pretty easy. So lots of fun, a little creepy, uh, very creative and inventive. In a, in a Are there game. any like booby traps or oh, ATSTs? Yeah. I, I got killed once. I hit a, I hit a trip wire and a big um, net full of rocks opened up and crushed me. That was awesome. And then, so when you're an Ewok, you have this, this um, one special power that you can activate and you sense it highlights all these traps and things. So you Uh, can sort of, it makes it easier for you to swarm, you know, and then also the stormtroopers will light up on their, on your scopes and sensors. And so you know where everyone is. And so it's, yeah, you you have to be creative and there's, there's a lot of, a lot of cool um, skilled parts to, to try to achieve. It's great. I haven't played yet. It's going to be my weekend. I definitely want to check it out. Yeah, um, I'm going to re-download the game and yeah, check that out. I got to so. update it. And then uh, two yeah. questions. Yes. Uh, one, uh, when the Ewoks win, because it sounds like they almost always win, do we get to see any stormtroopers roasting over a pit? Okay, so... <laughs> <Out of> pit? <laughs> no, okay. but if when... Um, <laughs> there are some more parts of this game. I don't want to blow it too okay. much, but one thing, if you're an Ewok, one of the, your special powers is you can enhance your strength and your... your hit counter Mm -hmm. but to do it you have to blow your horn um so it's like usually what happens is you hear the horn blow if you're a stormtrooper you run because you're frightened to death so that's awesome you hear the horns all over the place and that attacks it um and then if you're a stormtrooper there are emotes in the game but they're Mm -hmm. they're custom emotes to this um so there's two you get as a stormtrooper one is uh, the it's a trap emote, which you just hear people going, oh, it's a trap. And then the other one is a crying emote. And there's a lot of parties. If when you use the flashlight, you'll see campfires with old like stormtrooper armor hollowed out near a campfire and oh, stuff. Okay. So it's not quite as grisly as you may want, but um, it's insinuated. It. So there's a lot of parties of stormtroopers sort of huddled around this crying. Um, and it's super That's great. Amazing. Do you That's see their hilarious. helmets, hollow helmets laid out like uh, a drum set? Like yes, ex- Exactly. <laughs> Okay, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yep, yep. That's some burning so ATATs awesome. and yeah, oh, some nice. great stuff. So we'll jump to our, our final news item, which is that uh, I think we're all glad to see that J.J. Abrams has brought aboard a female second unit director. So mm-hmm. that's exciting. Her name's uh, Victoria Mahoney. Yeah, and uh, I was so female African American. Yeah, woman of that's color. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so fun. that's great. 
um, it's good to see some diversity yeah. happening in the in the upper ranks, and um, that's awesome. So yeah, yeah, it'll be great yeah we to don't see. we don't normally dig deep on the, the diversity, but I, this is a big step forward. So I can't yeah. wait to see a, a female director take the helm of a Star Wars film in the future. Yeah. I, that's right. what I'm most right. anticipating right, right now. And this may be a little bit of moving towards that, right? Because yeah. she just has mostly I think TV um, uh, directing credits to her name prior to this. Which is not uncommon for a second unit director. Most of them do right. step up from television or short films or stuff like that. And yeah. so this might be her kind of getting getting to learn how to play in the Star Wars universe. And then maybe she gets a film of her own, depending on yeah. who Yeah, and we know uh, Kathleen Kennedy spoke to Reed, Reed Moreno at uh, Sundance Film Festival, mm-hmm. I believe. And she's uh, she directed a few episodes of The Handmaid's Tale. And she mm-hmm. actually... Uh, filmed her own movie that's called a Meadowland, and it's actually quite good i've seen it the cinematography is it, yeah. quite gorgeous in the film um but uh she was in talks to direct a film so i would love to see a female director uh come to the helm of one of these major major features at some point so hopefully more of this yeah. uh, in the future um definitely so ben do you want to introduce our next big uh discussion yeah segment? so um that was that was the core world news um, for you know relatively light week in news. But um, what we wanted to do now um, is sort of start digging deep on the main characters of uh, the solo movie. Um, and so what we're going to do this week is we're going to talk, get really drilled down, and talk about everything Lando and everything we know about him to date across all the various uh, media. And um, really, you know, try and think about who we're going to see in the next movie and just uh, talk about what this character's like. Um, just to sort of front sell what we're doing. I think next week we'll probably be talking about Attack the Clones, but um, we'll also be doing a Chewy episode in two weeks. And then the week before Solo, we'll be talking, uh, focusing really on Han Solo himself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You want to kick us off, Grant? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, we're going to be talking about Lando this episode. And. Uh, Originally played by Billy D. Williams in Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and now he's being played by none other than Donald Glover. So super excited about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald Glover's uh, rendition of uh, Lando Calrissian. Uh, cannot wait for the solo film and to see his performance. But um, what I really want to talk about first is what do we all think about Lando when he was first introduced in Empire? When you first saw him on screen in Empire, what, you know, what were your initial feelings when you saw this character? Uh, that is a charming man and <laughs> taught me what, what like being cool and smooth is. And I mean that <laughs> literally, like I, I think it's my first exposure to coolness really in, yeah. in film. Like wow. Han's super cool, but he's also just kind of a mess and, yeah. and is just a fun character. And Luke is just the person I wanted to be as a kid because it taught me I could be anything. And then I saw Empire and I'm like, no, I want to be, <laughs> I want to be Zando. That man knows what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I guess much the same way. I mean, he came as advertised, right? Yeah. He was just like, well, he's a great guy. He's a friend, but, but. there's a there's always a large but that follows follows that. He's going to be, you know, great. He seems, you know, all the best intentions. But, uh, you know, it, it my, I really felt like he was more an anti-hero. And, he, you yeah. know, he, he made a pretty grave mistake when we first see him. You know, I mean, selling out your friends to the Empire is not a great thing, but... He made up for it in spades um, when it when it came down to uh, to the Return of the Jedi, and yeah. you got to see the other side, the non scoundrel side of Lando Calrissian. Yeah. yeah, he's a little bit older than Han too, right? It's kind of I think I Dave assumed. Filoni I think said that. Yeah, in one of the I'm curious. Rebels yeah, we'll Recon see more in, in Solo, but well, I know they that pretty similar in age. Yeah, yeah. I know that. Um, I think um, he's the actor John, uh, Donald Glover. I think. I think th- in his early 30s. Okay. And uh, Aaron yeah. Andre is in his, like, mid-20s, mid-20s. So I think there is, like... And, and it's movies, right? So you can just mess around with that. And, right. like, Donald Glover looks younger than he is. And then right. Aaron, so, but I think they are supposed to be a little bit... A little bit of an age difference between right. the two. But he's certainly... I mean, he's a businessman. Yep. Right? Yeah. We know that. Best, I mean, he was an administrator. So we right. knew he, he might that have was had his a original line, past, right. But he has this... Um, he, you know, he had the, the Bas- Bespin gas mines, the Tabana gas mines. And... Um, yeah, and so yeah. he has it together. He's a snappy dresser, man who appreciates a good cape. Yeah, and I, you know, I always looked at it when I think back to do it is like they both Han and Lando, I think, are identified and self-identify as scoundrels in some ways. Yeah. That's the key right. term. But one's a successful scoundrel, and one is not. <laughs> right? Like right. Lando is a successful scoundrel. He has scoundreled yeah. his way to owning a, right. like a city and probably being somewhat of a legitimate businessman. And Han is in a bar looking to get money to drive people around 
Right. Right. Exactly. Lando's looking for the, the the easy money, whereas Han will, you know, just stumble into some terrible situation right. where he might come out with a profit, he might come out dead. So it's yeah. like these Exactly. That's an interesting dichotomy where one kind of wants to get away scot free, take you know, make sure things are smooth, the other one's just rushing yeah. into the instance kind of Yeah. But they're definitely they're they're both heroes. Yeah. And they're both scoundrels at the same yeah. time. And they sort of, you know, they, they they have it within themselves. They know right from wrong. Um, but they they walk that line. At least that's sort of what we see in the original movies. Yeah, and then, right. Um, yeah. But then it's you know, we also took a, a look into their expanded universe um, selves as well. So Lando was um, he had a few episodes in Rebels, mm-hmm. um, where he was featured in the, the Rebels animated TV show. Um, he had his own six issue uh, marvel comic mm-hmm. um all to his own and he shows up in the, the star wars comics books a little bit yeah little here bit. and there yeah here and there and then uh, and then of course last shot which just came out last week yeah um you know featured both han and lando prominently but almost more lando there was there was a lot of them in there right yeah um and i think that further illustrated um the characters and you know went a little deeper into, into what they're about um, I grant. I know you just saw the Rebels episodes, and I wasn't. I, I've seen them, but I haven't seen them in a minute. Do you, um, do right, you want so, to sort of recap that a little bit? Or? Yeah, and so we know before uh, his mining operation on Bespin, his gas mining operation, we know he's on Lothal mining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so that was an interesting thing, and it was interesting to see that this kind of precursor journey with this little Rebel cell, yeah, and and kind of how he that 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 sets up his future with the Rebels. I thought that was yeah. super interesting. Um, he has a there's a great gangster in the episode. I'm forgetting his name. Uh, is it Asm Asm As Morgan? As Morgan. Oh, As Morgan. Yeah. So As Morgan's yeah. a great kind of yeah. uh, enemy for Lando in the Rebels episodes. Mm-hmm. I would love to see maybe just a little yeah. Easter egg appearance in Solo yeah. or something because like he was such a great design. Yeah. yeah, it was. I love the cool. I love the voice actor. I love the, desi- yeah. the design. The um, design. Man, that episode goes yeah. goes to places I never thought a Rebel you know a re- episode of Rebels would go. <laughs> yes um but i love it so uh definitely tune into that definitely see that um and again lando lando is kind of always playing with allegiances and in rebels he does that as well where he's kind of you know you know faking one way and then going the other but you know it's kind of this double agent this he really plays sides right that's kind of what lando does and at the very end he kind of just talks about yeah i knew that was going to happen and (laughs) i never know whether or not to believe him when he says that (laughs) because you're like I could totally see him knowing that, but it's also he just yeah. fronting. Like he's just yeah. he's... he is quite clever. I, yeah, you know, reviewing all these things, I sort of I think I sold him short. I was like, oh, this guy yeah. is really got it together, and I just thought, you know, he had a flashy smile and you know yeah. could sort of was just an excellent con man that could get his way through things, which he is, yeah. you know, to be sure. But he is also, yeah, very clever, um, very smart, and, and knows how to knows how to get what he wants. And he sees the angles coming from a country mile. Yeah. And in terms of Rebels, just on a, on a production note, it was really great to hear Billy D do the voice again. Yeah, that was like, yeah, it was fantastic. it was very nice. I know. Which yeah. begs the question: Where is Billy D in the in the, the sequel trilogy? Right. I mean, the, we all talk about the core three being like Leo, Luke, and Han. Yeah. But um, I wonder, man. You know, without. You know, I wonder if they could just slide in Billy D, you know, to sort of help out with some of the plot points that they wanted to have. Yeah. Right, right. Um, Carrie Fisher, you know, and, and Princess Leia's character. He, he better show up in episode nine. Right. Like, I, I fully assumed he was going to be there episode eight. And I'm kind of almost glad they didn't because it would have been, mm-hmm. I think probably Johnson was like, it's we're doing yeah. too much with Empire. If we do one more thing, people are going right, to really right. start saying sense. we're just copying. Right. But when they were like going to Canto Bite and I didn't, I was right. on a media blackout. I'm like, this is where we get Lando. And then it was uh, Justin Theroux in a, in a white tuxedo. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but yeah. not Lando, right? But I then, did love that that character. The yes. Justin Throw character was quite amazing. Was to see. With the, yeah, yeah. With the plume on his. And I was disappointed at the time, and the more I look back at it, the, the more glad I am, the gladder I am that he wasn't actually it wasn't yeah. actually Lando. But it was surprising to me that he never showed up. I kept waiting right. for him to show up. There's yeah. no reason that he shouldn't be in there, and yeah. it's almost a little uncomfortable yeah. that he's not. And we know he's <laughs> willing. We know the actor's willing. He's he said multiple times, really? "I oh. want to do it." And there's been like rumors, but Hit it's the all gym, Billy D. Like, Put down the Colt 45. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or not. Gym, like we don't need not. Slim. Right. Like, it would be yeah. fun to see like kind of Lando what this life takes you yeah. to at the end and you know he could Becoming be a little one down of the on robust life, administrators yeah. he had always conda. That'd be funny if he just ends up turning to be like such they go someplace and he's just 
yeah just a businessman like that's yeah. it like he's right. just gotten into that life yeah it's interesting because leia does say that that you know or and she sends out that signal from crate where she's trying to reach through the allies in the outer rim i mean mm-hmm. could lando be one of these allies in the outer yeah. rim and then does it make sense is he the kind of person who I, I i i believe he's grown to evolve to become this person but is he the kind of person who would come bail out the resistance you yeah. know like it, i think he I, would be yeah. i would hope so again yeah. especially given you know we don't want to i'm sure a lot of people are digging into last shot right now and it's a fantastic book yeah. so we don't want to blow um we don't want to spoil any of that but yeah. i think we can probably speak to the tone of it definitely and um he's definitely exploring more of his hero heart and um yeah. and also he might he has a he has a love interest um, yeah i think we can yeah. say that right. and um a really cool love, an interesting love interest. Um, yeah. And I feel like that uh, woman might, um, would probably have a sympathetic ear for the rebellion as well. She has it in her blood. Yeah. And if, she is, she is a, so we talked a little bit, there's a lot of time jumps in, in, yes. and, and so there's a, there's the main story, which is two years after, after, uh, Jakku, right? Yeah. And yeah. then there is the Lando pre story and the Han pre story, and the Lando pre story takes place. Before fifteen years, so before Solo, before yeah. the movie Solo, because he still has the Falcon, Falcon yeah. and then the Han takes place post Solo because he's post with Solo. Chewie. He also right. has the Falcon. He has right. the Falcon. Okay, and so we know then that actually, I guess we don't know. I was trying to figure out he did meet the the his when love he interest. Met, yeah, Kara. I think right. So could be right. mentioned or show up in Solo. Right. Right. Yeah, it could be. I mean, if or or. Yes. yes, could could possibly show up in solo. Could or possibly this, show up in episode nine yeah. if, or if the they were going to bring in standalone Lando movie yeah. that I guarantee you we're going to get. So there's there's that an interesting there's an interesting statement or a line in the book um, that comes from Solo talking about Lando. He's like, "How is it you spend thirty seconds somewhere and you have friends for life?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and there are these really interesting characters that surround and um you know lando's world and are involved in him and there's a lot of scoundrels Mm -hmm. and um there's a lot of bounty hunters and there's a lot of great people as well that sort of that work with him and it he knows no color race uh whether you're a droid or a real like he's he's a devout friend and um you know he 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 seems to for all of his faults counterbalance it with a lot of better you know yeah. good acts and i think when you compare him to han i think he's cognizant of his faults he, he's yeah. aware of his faults in that in the in the book you know we get a lot of internal monologues or some internal monologues yeah. and lando seems to be more aware he's not quite sure how to <laughs> fix it but he's aware of it yeah. and han spends a lot of it going i don't know why i feel the way i do right <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah and so you get a lot of that and i think you know not to jump too much around in the in the lando comic there's a there's a scene about halfway through where he's trying to figure stuff out, and he's literally has his head against the wall, saying, "Lando has his head against the wall, saying, no, come on, old boy, don't run, not this time.' Like he's aware uh, he wants yeah. to run. He always wants to give in to his worst, you know, his worst parts, but he's always trying to give in to his better angels. And I think we see that in Empire, right? He spends yeah, that movie right. regretting and eventually yeah. just, you know, being forcing himself to become the hero. I don't think it becomes. I don't think it's his natural state, but right. he wants to be that hero. It is nice that we see the arc in Empire, though, because yes. you know. And DJ is an inverse of this, where DJ first saves Rosenfinn, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. saves the heroes, and then he, uh, you know, betrays them at the end. Whereas Lando betrays them at first, and then redeems himself at the end and saves them. And you actually right. see, but you see all this. What I love about it is you see this foreshadowing in his eyes and these gestures when he's when he's you know when he's uh, selling them out to the Empire. That you know he do, does feel bad about that. He does yeah. feel bad about what he's been what he's doing. And then yeah, he, I mean it's amazing that during the film he speaks up to Vader a few times or he's like, he doesn't, you know, yeah. he made a deal with him. He doesn't want the deal to be altered. And he's just, you know, shouting yeah. at Vader and, you know, piping down after Vader retorts. But it's like, it's just, it's interesting. Yeah. He's, he's a passionate guy. So we know there is passion in there too. I think sort of when you look at all the sort of breadth of material to date on Lando, you sort of see he's in his younger days, he's a smuggler and he's a mm-hmm. scoundrel and he's a gambler. And he's sort of, this is when he's, you know, doesn't want to be tied down and he's, you know, womanizer and, you know, really allegiance only to himself. It really feels like that comic series. And again, it's only, you know, like it's, it's very short. It's yeah. just, you know, six, um, six different comics. Um, I think that, I think that's the turning point and I don't want to give that away, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are some just something happens there. Yeah. And he's been given an edict. And I feel like that's sort of when he's like, you know what? I got to start pulling my act yeah. together. And then I think he really does try because before that point, he doesn't he's not aligned with anyone. It's just him. And he's hustling the rebels and he's, 
you know, trying doing some mining, but he's still, you know, big score here, big score there, trying yeah. to get himself out of debt. And then after that, we see he's running Bespin all of a sudden, yeah. you know, and he's, um, you know, and then, and he's, I, I think more that sellout to the Empire was trying to save his own skin and more of an anomaly than the rule, really, to yeah. who his character is. And it's not something, if you look back at, at Empire, it's not something he chose, right? I mean, yeah. he, he yeah. made the decision, but this was voiced upon him, right? Like, right. he didn't, he didn't say hey han come over to cloud city we'll save you yeah. and he didn't tell the empire they were coming they just everyone knew they were coming there and he's just like oh no i'm stuck in the middle of this i have to make the best decision yeah. and i'm gonna say something really controversial i think lando made the right decision <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah he's ultimately looking out for the people of best that's his yes. people that's and, who he cares and about he made it out alive if, yep. if you've read or seen anything from vader in that time period where he's vader yeah. as hard as he can you yeah. know that he is not afraid to take an administrator yep. and destroy them and find a weaker administrator yep. that he can use as a puppet and mm-hmm. i mean he would do that just like he changes his mm-hmm. robot socks or whatever he does right. Yeah, based uh, on Lando's decision, only stormtroopers died, and Han yeah. spent six months in carbonite. Yeah, having for a nice nap, <laughs> a little as, bit of blindness that went away. Yeah, got a yeah. little puffy in in that for in, yeah. in that in that six months. But yeah. you know, other than a little weight, a little water weight, he was fine. He was fine. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, and Lando Lando makes it his initiative just immediately go save Han. So yeah. that's he's it's yeah. great. So I don't. Yeah. He's he, really a hero. He really is he a is. hero at the end of the day. I right. mean, that's what we're talking about. He feels that guilt, and there's a scene. I won't spoil like the specifics of it, but there is a scene in Last Shot where they discuss it, where they where Han and yes. Lando discuss what happened on Cloud City. Yeah, and I I, I just want to say everything that happened, but I'll, people are still reading. It's been out for four days. Yeah, it was. It gave me chills hearing that hearing that yeah. that that section of the book. It it just felt so true to all the characters involved. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the author did a fantastic job with really capturing those characters. It's tough when you've got to put in all that dialogue and all those lines I, to really sort of keep in line with the character that you know and love that's yeah. really only had a handful of lines um, to date. And I think he did a really good yeah. job sort of, you know, get, grabbing those in-between moments. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, yeah, Lando, I love there was a lot of talk of capes. Yes. Um, actually, yeah. I think my favorite line in that was, was from Han talking about it. But... Uh, he was he referred to uh, Lando's version of the Millennium Falcon yeah. is an immaculate cape museum. Yes, yeah, that was a great line. Yeah, that was um, and you know I, I think you know it, we're gonna we've already seen it in the in the yeah. trailers, but um, Lando's Falcon is pristine and it is beautiful, yep. and uh, Han's Falcon needs to be a little more you know lived in. I think we all know people. Yeah. that prefer a little uh, messier state of affairs yeah. and Han is more that person but Lando man he likes he likes nice things and we'll talk about it in a few weeks when we cover Han but but his conscious decision to clutter up the Falcon is, oh. is awesome it's, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know, he's like, it, he's like Chewie keeps it too clean too. He keeps cleaning up after himself. the fact. Yeah, when you're like you know seven foot walking carpet is cleaner than you are, you yeah. might have an issue. Do we know anything about the Battle of Tanab? Because he mentions that I think oh, in Return of the Jedi. He does. He does. Yeah, he yeah. Do we have... maneuver at the Battle of Tanab? Yeah. 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 Um, I don't. I don't know. I feel like that would that's an important moment in his life that you know I would love to see a comic on or or yeah be covered in uh, the next book by Daniel Jose. Older, but um, I think we can talk about our favorite characters in the book so far. Sure, right? Okay. I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, who who do you guys love? Who are you guys loving? I love L three. Yeah, um, you know, so L three has a has a part to play in Solo upcoming, but um, she the ro- this feminine robot um, plays a great or droid rather um, plays a really interesting part, and she's a very unique droid. They this book goes a lot talks a lot about droids. Um, and she's very much at the center of it. And it was very cool. I thought she was a cool character. Yeah, I'm into Peak Pa myself. I think uh, that's. Just, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. This is one of the best yeah. characters I've seen in the book uh, thus yeah. far. Okay. And I'm really excited about it. But she has, uh, she has an affinity for Chewbacca, and she's also an Ewok, which is really yeah. cool. And uh, I'm just in love with all her little alien yeah. gibberish Ewok language dialogue. And one of the things I love about this book is that they play against type. Yes. Um, yeah. frequently so there's a lot of species that you're familiar with um if you know all, all you've ever watched was the movies you'd recognize the, all the species that yeah. are in this book um and uh but he has new takes on these characters and these species yeah. and i love that it's just like you know everyone's a little more well well-rounded every you know yeah. planet isn't only one terrain you know it's nice to see this um yeah. and um there are some great great parts yeah. like that in there 
So this is the this is the problem of going third. You guys both stole my answer. Uh, but I <laughs> I would say um, you know of the main um, group, uh, I do love is it Pequot? I can Pequot or the, Pequot. the yeah, Pequot. Pequot. yeah. Pequot. Pequot. is amazing. Pequot. Um, just reading, reading. I just he's called really quick. I, yeah. Reading, um, uh, what are they? Uh, Ewok language drove me crazy. So oh, it's like really it. hard. It's really hard. Here's another pitch for the audiobook. Oh yeah, right. He, they do it in Ewokies, oh, and it sounds like an Ewok. And there's there's a wonderful appearance by a Gungan, and I won't say more than that. That's yeah, right. one of my favorite things because in the book, the guy does a Gungan voice wow. reading that. Yeah, reading text and we get a um tordarian uh tordarian yeah. and he does a wado type voice and it's spot on and hearing wow. those is amazing like i'm just i'm trying to sell everyone wow now i need to books, go out yeah. and get that it's, yeah, no, it was <laughs> a whole experience to uh to go back about battle of the battle of tanab just because i, I yeah, while you guys were talking it. i looked it up um it's wide open it hasn't been covered in any wow. any expanded <laughs> stuff the only it's only mentioned in um return of the jedi um, and this is in the canon. I look at the, the. I'm sure there's. I'm sure it's been covered a million times in the old EU. But yeah, it's. Um, um, you know, it's it's uh, during the Galactic Civil War. So I think it's between after Han's capture, but before mm-hmm. um, return of the. Jedi. Oh, interesting. So this is. It, so is he with the rebels in that in that fight in that battle? It looks like it. Yeah, it oh, sounds okay. like he is. Yeah. But it's unclear. I think. I think with because all we have is literally one line that said someone must have told them about my little maneuver at the Battle of Tanab, right? Like, yeah. that could be anything, right? They could retcon it to be like, no, it happened before the the Civil War, the Galactic Civil War. There's nothing. In right. It, I anything. also th- I, I thought I heard somewhere it could have been a rumor uh, that it was a it was a battle against pirates, and I think oh, okay. he had, he had done some type type of maneuver to eliminate some kind of. Pirate oh, might might see it fleet. in Solo. You're right, because so on on the canon thing, it does say I'm still learning how to read new wikipedia um yeah, yeah. it says combatants and it says lando calrissi on one side and pirate fleet on the other so it is definitely against the pirate fleet but that's it yeah. <laughs> like yeah, like wow. there's literally a paragraph that says nothing so huh. that's all we i know. am really Curious. excited for the space pirates in star wars that's like like if we're yeah. getting what we're getting with emphasis nest and stuff like that mm-hmm. i just can't wait to hear what the right. name of these pirate organizations are you know are right. and all this kind of stuff i'm so excited would so kanji club would that be considered a pirate organization or a um or a organized crime, organized crime, yeah, crime yeah, syndicate. Yeah, crime syndicate. There's some other crime syndicates we we heard about in the book, the the Gotra Droid Syndicate, which would yeah, be that's really cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, Wandering Star, yeah, um, and Blue Stars was another one yeah. that I found that they sort of mentioned in there. But... Yeah, and uh, Black Sun. Right? Yeah, they mentioned Black Sun name check. So yeah. make it a Prince Sizer. Yeah, exciting <laughs> at some point. Wow, nice. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, in the um, you know, we did, we talked about characters in terms of the the the, the good guys. The main villain, uh, Doctor Gore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Doctor Gore. Oh, is, I didn't even think about that. Fies and Gore. Yeah, yeah. is Doctor uh, Gore is that's pretty so amazing, and they do some yeah. really good work with him, and yeah. and a good, I think, a good explanation of his kind of Breaking Bad moment, which I appreciated. Like yes. you see his progression a little bit, and and is a very menacing, yeah, menacing bad guy. Yeah, but not villain. without yeah. a a touch of hypocrisy, which yes. they. they talk about so beautifully they're like yeah. wait but um but a great angle on the universe yeah. that no one's taken before you know regarding droids and yeah. uh and really cool yeah. yeah he was a fantastic um a fantastic character yeah and if you like droids there's lots of droids in the book and yeah. each yeah. droid gets like their own little introduction i love how concise yeah. each introduction was mm-hmm. for each droid and just uh prattle on with just you know a droid's inner monologue or a droid's yeah. kind of you know, talking back and forth and taking, uh, you know, taking orders. It was, it was more so yeah. each droid kind of got its little highlighted moment and he, the author did such a good job of, uh, showcasing. And connected to the larger world, we get a, we get a guest appearance by someone from the Aftermath series. Um, oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is nice. I always like when there's a little inter- interconnected and, and what made me think about Grant, what you were just saying is that sometimes when I'm reading a book, I have trouble like remembering names. And so when it takes, when they introduce someone, they yeah. go back to them, like, wait, who am I reading about now? And I feel like this, the author did such a good job in, in yeah. the last shot that I'd never had that trouble. And I really enjoyed the aftermath series, but it did, it took me like, it took me halfway through the second book <laughs> to realize <laughs> to like, actually oh. get all the names yeah. down and who yeah. was what. And, and they were good characters, but for some reason, I think yeah. just the writing style jumped back and forth and I didn't get a very clear overview of everyone. Right, or because there was all these asleep. intermittent chapters too, and right. it really threw right. you off the scent. That's right. You're like, I what? Forgot about Who those. are the char- main characters of the story? Yeah, and um, 
it was a challenging read, but it was a good read. It was good. It's, I really enjoyed little, it once yeah. I got into it, but it's one of those ones I almost kind of yeah. wish I had an intro going, this is the structure of the book you're about to read, <laughs> yeah. which makes me sound like an idiot. But right. like, I, I know. Cause What's your job again? Because like, it, would, it would jump. Yeah. <laughs> it would jump to, uh, if I was to write it, it would jump to the um, those middle chapters. I would just yeah. be like, it took me like four or five of those in before I realized what we're doing here. Right. It reads like, I'm going to make myself sound smart again. It reads like Grapes of Wrath. Because <laughs> Grapes of Wrath, that they would yeah. have intersection, those intermittent yeah, stories of just like the, the turtle yeah. and the hair and all these other weird things that takes you a while. But And Grapes of Wrath is a great book. I was not expecting to have to use that level of, <laughs> of thinking when reading a Star Wars book. Yeah, you I appreciate and a it, lot though. of other people on, the, online. The challenging was good. I, I think it was rewarding, ultimately, yeah. after no, a while. Great. It makes me want to go back and reread the first one for that yeah. reason. But. By the time Life Debt came yeah. out, and I read it, and I was like, oh, I love these characters. Yeah. These are great characters. I really like those characters, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they made it was, it was a great ensemble, and, yeah. and the ensemble is sort of everything. This and Last Shot has a fantastic ensemble, yes, too. And, and it changes over time, and there's a lot of interesting characters. Yeah. You get an Ugnaught in there, yeah. you know, for all those Ugnaught fans. If, if, yeah. Again, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, we will probably see some of these characters again, I would think. Similar yeah. to Aftermath, I think we're going to get, or I think we're going to get a series, at least. that may know. not be. Because they're too good to just leave alone. Yeah. I think there was a rumor that they were gonna do, he was going to do three books. Yeah, we'll on, be on, Focusing on Lando uh, and possibly Han. And... Uh, and there's actually well, also a rumor that, you know, could Lando be alive, you know, uh, during the time of The Force Awakens, or could he have met a tragic end? Or, you that's know, true. We don't, we don't right. know. We can't we don't just know. assume. They've literally the said trilogy. nothing. Nope. Right? It's yeah. the wide open for them. Yeah. They, uh, that, that tells me that they just didn't know how to handle it. And, yeah. um, and I mean, I didn't know until this conversation right now how badly I wanted him back in. Yeah. I mean, it just makes so much sense if, you know, you can't use, if you can't use Carrie Fisher... Um, there's another one there, there yeah. is another, um, out there yeah. and it's Lando. I mean, he would be great. And, and I mean, it fit perfectly with his character again, third, you know, third book in the series to come in and mentor these people and like have it be an African American. Like it just, yeah, makes, awesome. it makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. And imagine the poignancy of it, right? Because he comes in and like his best friend's dead. Yeah. His yes. His best friend's wife is right. dead. Right. All these people he this loved and kid like, he met like, cause right. Cause Luke would have been a kid in his yeah. mind is dead. And like, right. I'm going to make myself cry, but like, he's just like, this, <laughs> yeah. this thing is like, he has to come in and suddenly that may be what right. gives him this ultimate reward of being a hero is he, this is the opportunity for him to step in and be the leader that he always knew he could be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And at, at, at this legacy moment in his life. Yeah. And I mean, this could be a great moment because they just, they don't give Chewie enough love in the sequel. No. I just, I, at least I would love to see more, mm -hmm. you know, Agreed. and this would be a great thing. Like if you just came there just for Chewie to be like, <laughs> I know this is your best friend and I heard this happened yeah. and I just want to check in with you. And, you know, Chewie could be, Hey, since you're here, this is going on right now. We could really use you and imagine what sort of power that Lando wields now, you know, yeah. 30 years after with, um, I mean, he, he might, he knows some Twi'leks that might, you know, <laughs> Oh, he definitely knows some Twi'leks. <laughs> So speaking of Twi'leks, there was some interesting consistency with Lando between the comic and the Rebels and the last shot. And we were talked a little bit about he clearly has a thing for, for Twi'leks. I think he has a thing for all women. <laughs> yeah, but like, right, right. but we get a couple of those, right? And uh, he likes Hera quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, he yeah. has his love interest. Um, Which is now squarely out of the bag. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I think it's fairly yeah. early on in the book. I think you're like 30 pages in by the time right. you realize that like... This is going to be a character who's going to be sticking around. It's more than just whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I'll say is I think it's hilarious is both the Lando comic and Last Shot open immediately post, post-coital. Lando post-coital. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. With a woman in bed. Yeah. Like, I'm like, all right. So we're in a clear consistency there. <laughs> like, like, That's so true. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that's funny. But I mean, that's how I, I believe Lando starts most of his days. Yeah. yeah. And I think you're hitting the nail on the head when it comes to Lando. It's like. You know, Han dates within his species, but Lando loves the exotic things in life. Yeah, yeah so he loves the he finer things. He loves the exotic colors yeah. and yeah. Yeah. ships. I'm, I feel like Twi'leks are treated as, like, this exotic, but, like, the most beautiful, you know, right. cross-species. You know, they're all the exotic dancers of Twi'leks, yep. and, you know, there's a slave thing going on there. They're also, like, if you, I mean, if you follow the path of sort of... I don't know the race delegations that like connect to our world. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're French. Yes, um, right. And uh, you know, and and yep. the French are artisans, and they know beauty, and right. you know, at least considered in in a lot of ways in this culture. Yes. And so I feel like that transposes to Twi'leks yeah. as well. And in last shot, does her voice with a French yeah. accent? 
Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. clearly, like this stuff is well researched. Yeah, yeah. But enough about the audiobook. <laughs> no, you hey, should get the audiobook. You've got me. Yeah, you've <laughs> sold it. Yeah. Um. And then you know the other thing I want to I want to point out is that is kind of removing ourselves from the character and looking at like the fan reaction mm-hmm. is Solo is going to be a huge movie, and I and I really do think that what's going to come out of it is fan fervor over Lando. And yeah. there's a couple of pieces about that. One, they released a new poster <laughs> for Solo. And Solo's face is the biggest, but it's still in the background and slightly kind of opaque. And then the main thing, the center frame, is Lando with his yellow cape that just draws the eye. Yeah. Wow, yeah. And then here's another bit of just random, like just this completely um, just my experience. But I, my wife, we were out to dinner on Sunday, last Sunday, my wife texted me, like, we were together, she literally just texted me a picture, because mm-hmm. this is the era we live in now, where, like, instead of her just saying, hey, look at this, she yeah, texted yeah. it over to me. Here it is. Um, was the, 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 uh, the black, the Hasbro toy, the black figure, that's what they call him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, right. uh, yeah. for Lando, uh, from this movie, and just how amazing it looks. <laughs> and, he looks. They did such a good job of, of making him look like half Don Glover and half half oh. uh, Billy D. And I'm like, I haven't bought a toy like a Star Wars toy or collectible in forever, like probably 20 years. It was never really my thing. Yeah. And I went to Target the next day, and I'm like, I'm getting this thing. I nice. want this thing. And so I went to the Star Wars thing. And this was so. This was the first. It was Monday after the the Toy Friday that came out. So I knew it would be a long shot. Because looking on on Amazon. And they were on sale for forty to fifty dollars wow. through secondary sellers, and I think the the figures go for nineteen ninety nine if you get them from right. the store. And so I went full of Hans, <laughs> all Hans. You could get as many Hans as you want. Yeah, all the other characters, not so much. I found a Chewy, I found an L three, and could not find could not Lando. find Lando. And I'm like, that's I get it. And then I turned around. And I'm like, well, you know, there's the Marvel right behind me. I'm like, let me look over here because. I remember from my days as a collector, <laughs> and I looked through, and sure enough, in one of the rows in the very back, there was there was a Lando, and I guarantee you it was one of the uh, people who worked there who couldn't buy it till the end of shift. Yeah, yeah. Hiding it, because I would it. do that when I worked at a record store. Yeah. We, we couldn't buy it until the end of the day, so we'd hide. Like, when imports would come in, we'd hide it under, like, Barry Manilow, and then go back and get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so... All anecdotal, but the fact that all Hans, you could get as many Hans as you want, but I had to like search and, and try to out-trick people to find a, find the Lando, is I think he's going to be the big standout character, which I think is going to be huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Donald Glover is amazing. He's yeah. an American treasure already, and yeah. his career is still just starting. Yes. And I think it's also the climate of America right now, which I think is really great, like in response to all this like political hostility. It's like yeah. African Americans are getting their love, you know, very yeah. capable. There's a lot of great black um movie makers yeah. out there and, like and they Panther. just need a shot yeah exactly in I mean, the wake of that gonna be the biggest movie yeah. ever i mean it's right i think it's number two now like yeah. just right you just be going. like and that's so great and i think i mean i think also that might have had something to do with that poster that you saw too yes. where it's just sort of like we're riding this wave and yeah. you know yeah. you know you're looking for good black role models here's yep. one you yeah know, this guy's gonna be awesome you're gonna love yep. this go see this movie. yeah it's a chicken or the egg kind of thing who yeah. you know and and this is not to take away from from aaron i can never say his name iron rick because i think he does a great job in that preview like i'm looking forward to his haunt but i just I just want to see Lando. Yeah, and in, <laughs> yeah. In, the most, in the most recent TV spot, when you when yeah. you see Donald Glover, you know, play Lando, and he, he throws Han his blaster, and he's like, "Han!" You're like, "Oh yeah. my!" It's yeah. he's back. You just feel the character's yeah. back in a big way. And um, I think it's also interesting to think that you know Lando epitomizes that '70s sci-fi look. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. he really does. Oh, and yes. I think I've I've been thinking about sci-fi, you know, fiction. Uh, past couple days and i'm thinking you know we have the modern ones everything's very like you know snug and body you know uh body uh, hugging body hugging kind of and everything's kind of sleek and you know nothing's nothing everything's aerodynamic you know the 70s has all these kind of like shapes and bulk and there's the the, the wide colors it's just so pretty and i feel like he epitomizes that so i think that was cool and he's also the perfect off-branch character that you just create a tv show around like yeah. if john Favre wanted to he could make the lando tv series and yeah, i think yeah, all of us yeah. would love it and donald yeah, glover's yeah. already on tv right. with atlanta 
they could do it in like a flashback mode and like mm-hmm. have Billy D in like every sixth episode or something like him at a you know a table or something Just you know or in story. his office like his right. corner office like you know administrating something and then you know explaining to his mentee or something you know his exploits and then have Donald Glover play the person. There's you're right. There's a lot of there's a lot of options there. Yeah. And what's interesting too is I feel like in the movies you know when we look at Empire and Jedi we buy that Lando and Han have a really long and complicated history, but a, a deep friendship. Mm-hmm. But when you think about their time together on screen, we don't get a lot of Han and Lando time together. Yeah. No, really don't. Right? Yeah. Like, like we, we see their, their intro, like their, their first interaction on the landing docks. Amazing. And then, yeah. then we see them interact and it's mostly him hitting on Leia and on Han getting <laughs> upset by it. And then right. that's kind of it. Other than, and then we get the betrayal and then an empire, or I mean, in uh, Return of the Jedi, it's just kind of like everything's forgiven, and yeah, which is odd. But I always figure that Chewie just spent an hour telling him what what Lando did to save him while they were both in uh, Jabba's right prison. Yeah. But then it's just kind of like we see him at the briefing, and then we see him together at, in Endor. Like there's very little Han and right. Lando screen time together when you think about it. But That's... you buy that friendship even before this expanded right. universe stuff. Yeah, and for them, it's just like, oh, it's water under the bridge, and yeah. they're just like, well, he's like, oh yeah, you sold us out to the Empire then, but hey, we're still alive and kicking and. Actually, it was so. I haven't seen Return of the Jedi in years now. I'm realizing, and it's driving me crazy. I'm gonna that'll be my own homework for the next thing <laughs> uh, next week. But um, I believe when Lando's in the Sarlacc pit, it's Lando in the pit, right? Yeah. And with Han blind, upside yep. down, <laughs> yep. you know, risking his life to save him with Chewie holding his legs. And I mean, yes. like that's pretty much, you know. You know, he's already risking his life to save, yeah. you know, to save Lando because Lando helped to save him. And have had very little interaction with him or any, is there any, um, before Lando falls off the skiff onto the, into the Scarlet. I think there's Scarlet. some skiff there banter, must, right? There must he's be like, some banter. Well, there's he and, and Luke. Luke. Yeah, he's like, how we do it? He's like, same as always. That bad. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. And, um, and I forget, but I don't know if. If Lando's on that skiff, he might be on another one, but he's there. He's, he's there. One of yeah. The, yeah. We know because he nice he he pulls his mask down when he's in Jabba's palace <laughs> That's right. for no for, re, for no reason but the camera right. to go. I'm here too. I'm here too. Yeah. <laughs> he's like this thing's stuffy. Yeah. I love how he's always you know seducing Leia and what and you know just you know being this total ladies' man, master of seduction. And I really want to see him like you know be in his natural habitat and solo i want to see him in the club mm. just in, enjoying the atmosphere mm-hmm. enjoying his friends maybe getting lucky i mean i i, I don't know if it's, it would be a first for a star wars film but it would be interesting to see you know post po- uh, you know post coital character you're right like there, there's not much not much sex in star no. wars i mean it's, it could be insinuated there's children so we have to assume they came from somewhere right natural right. <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i think i mean i i I'm almost 100 percent sure that we're gonna see that. I mean, be okay. this is yeah. gonna be this is gonna be them in their scoundrel heyday. Yeah, I mean, we are dealing with uh, we are now firmly in PG-13 land for Star Wars. All the movies yeah. are PG-13 since uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, okay, and then the book Last Shot. I was surprised with some of the adult themes that were coming through in that book and they used the word pissed like 20 times in that book which seemed really really yeah huh which That's is interesting. Interesting. yeah which seems really like i because especially hearing it like i think when you read it you can have to yeah. skim over but yeah. hearing it, i'm like whoa what 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 they say in star wars like not wow. that i'm like a sh- like like i'm really like conservative and i but it just seemed non-star wars to me really yeah yeah, yeah. it wasn't crypt <laughs> no unless he there was a lot of yeah, there was crypt there's Crift. I, I wonder if he decided to say something different. That'd yeah. be really strange. Because yeah, there was a lot of Crift in there. I wonder. Now I'm gonna go home and listen, or else my brain just went. That's not a real word. That's what he means. It just <laughs> auto replaced it. But but it was interesting because it's just like it to me. It just didn't fit there. Maybe that wasn't there. Maybe that's me going. That's weird. But yeah. Yeah. Maybe your brain heard something else. Yeah. That's so funny because it's weird hearing, you know. Yeah. Swears in different languages. Huh? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. different species. It's not a language, even. It's really just... right. Yeah, <laughs> some make thing, make believe thing we love. I think we assumed that he was from Corellia, but yeah, yeah we. Thank you for saying we. Yeah. I misspoke last week and said he was from Corellia. So, so assuredly, like yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you don't know what you're talking about. I was wrong, but so great. Socorro. He's yeah, from Socorro, which I don't know yeah. much about. No. But I think we did look up. It's a desert planet. So yeah. that's interesting. Again, not a lot in yeah. in the new canon, but desert planet. And I can tell you how many hours a day and how many days yeah. it takes to go around the sun. But that's about <laughs> it. 
Do we think he had a hard <laughs> upbringing? Hard, but, yeah. Yeah. Do we think he had a hard upbringing like like Han, kind of to struggle through the streets of you know wherever uh, Sakura? I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, he he could likes he come nice from things. <laughs> he could have, or he could have come from non wealth yeah. and now appreciates what he's got. You know, yeah, yeah. which is many fine capes. You know. <laughs> He seems to be a very capable young lad. It's 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 funny. I mean, the other thing that's driving me crazy, other than the fact that we can't buy tickets to Solo, right, is that um, we don't know the name of the planet yet. And I feel like usually we've known. That's surprising. We usually know the name of the planets they're on, um, because uh, I don't know. It could be Sakura. What if that's Sakura? You yeah, know, right. And it, you know, when you said Native American, that's starting to make a lot more sense. The Siberian thing, like those old. There was those old westerns. Yeah, where they had those like big fluffy outfits with frilly things, and uh, you know, I'm thinking right, about right. this the new, what are they? The stormtroopers they're called the range like, range, range, range troopers, troopers. Yeah. right? So home on the range, right? Like it's yeah. really this is really going to be an awesome, you know, magnificent seven spaghetti spaghetti western yeah. um, style um, Kurosawa esque story, and it's gonna be fantastic. But I mean, that could easily be Sakura's. Could be. Sort of well, I hate to beat on the Mandalore drum, but again, I think there's a screenshot released with Paul Bettany's uh, yeah. character, and yeah. there actually is someone in Mandalorian armor standing yeah. right behind him, and it's not Boba Fett. Yeah. So. You don't think it's his Mando armor that's just sort of like on display? It could be. Him, like Does Batman? it look like it's on display? I thought we we looked at it a little bit before the taping. Yeah. And it, could, it could go either way. I mean, it didn't look like he was doing the typical Boba Fett pose. Yeah. Like I think his arms were down by his side. Yeah. Right. To me, maybe thought I had. The thought it's his armor in the background but wouldn't be surprised if he'd hired hired a mandalorian or right or is on mandalore yeah, yeah. I, would love, I would love if paul bettany's character was a mandalorian yeah had he a history. fits the the cultural profile yeah. sort of like fair hair blue eyed sort yeah. of thing that seems um, to be where the internet's going though with the boba fett like is boba fett like I, right. I, on the instagram account i've that, I, that i'm looking at there's so many like like proof and like weird wow. photos and stuff where i'm like guys mm-hmm. just you're gonna have your answer in three weeks and <laughs> right and yes boba fett will be in the movie i'm calling it now yeah really oh yeah in the movie maybe just be a walk by in the background and why, but... why do you say that i'm just curious because of the link between boba yeah. fett and han solo later on yeah because it's because of fan service and you know that might sound really negative but but you know i don't think i mean i'm a fan i like yeah i just feel like they know <laughs> that you gotta do it and i think they're smart enough though to do it very sparingly like the last yeah. thing i want is boba fett on screen right. for more than two minutes <laughs> like just have a background right him or just have him come in or just whatever but i i'd be shocked but this is also the guy who was shocked that lando wasn't in episode eight so right who knows but i'd be shocked if boba fett doesn't yeah appear and there was i get you guys didn't just say that well if you did i'm sorry i'm insane mm-hmm. but um also i mean there is uh there's a shadow during the race scene with um with the millennium falcon in the trailer and it looks like i mean it's roughly the silhouette of slave one yeah and i mean so that i mean yeah, if it's if he's there and there's also other Mandalorians, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting. There, you know, there could be, he could be a significant player in in the movie. I just think you know, it's like we we're gonna see him later on. There's a lot of other characters. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Do don't we? Know. Do we? I mean, I hate to go off topic of Lando, but do we know how Han learns to speak to Chewie and learns? I had the same. Speaking? I had the same question slash thought. I don't yeah. know. Would that is that gonna be covered? You think? I think so because I think this is where he meets Chewie. Okay. I think and that's one of the things that's happening here. Gotta be a natural interaction when Chewie says something, Han responds to it or translates and Chewie just kinda goes like Yeah. Why are you how do you know Sherwook or whatever the, the Yeah, Sherwook. Yeah, right. Sure. right. Yeah. Yeah. Shrewook. It could be like the thirteenth warrior where he kind of is like maybe imprisoned with Chewbacca and and oh. only hears him talking for an extremely long time. <laughs> yeah, like right. a, a yeah. time crunch montage where mm-hmm. he just kind of it starts just turning yeah. into English. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be funny. So funny. Yeah. In the uh, in the Leia book, she um, she studies Shriwook as like yeah. part of her training. That's right. And uh, and they make it a plot point, so it's sort of like oh, she can understand, even though there isn't a lot of interaction interaction between Chewie and Leia, but um, no. she can she can actually pick some Shriwook too. Yeah. You know, I didn't think Vader could be in Solo, but it, I mean, if if he was in Solo in any capacity, I feel like it might be interesting if he interacts with Lando. Just that might be interesting, just to foreshadow mm. Empire and to foreshadow that you know he knows oh, about yeah. Lando. Yeah. That That'd that's cool. probably the only way I could see him yeah. maybe being in the film. It right? wouldn't break anything either. You could totally right. there's there's no reason they couldn't have had interactions before. The fact that there's storm possible stormtroopers. Well, there are stormtroopers in, in the yeah, film. Right. Makes me putting it at a thirty percent chance that that uh, yeah. that Vader pops up. I think we're gonna get a little bit of. Uh, I mean, we see in, in the trailer 
Solo applying to be an Imperial Cadet. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that would be pretty cool, too, if we actually saw a little time with Solo, like, in a uniform, um, you know, and, like, runs into Vader, and then he's just like, you know what, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I still have my head <laughs> attached just, to my body. I had a thought of Vader being the... The, the speaker at every graduation or every like or every like like everyone coming into the academy and yeah, just yeah. Vader's be like you're all here because he's just yeah, reading yeah. off a list of like the thing he always says yeah, every right. time you are fodder for me you will do as whatever is told of you yeah and then he like chokes out a officer or something and for once please pay attention to target practice <laughs> yeah they're starting to ham that up too I think they mentioned like how bad they're like oh well we all know stormtroopers can't hit anything yeah yeah, which is funny that they've relented on that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to look at the t- the two duos, you know, Han and Chewie, and then Lando and L three. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's kind of interesting that you know both Chewie and L three rely on this kind of this extremely you know brash, you mm-hmm. know, lucky yeah. smuggler type character to kind right. of get them through situations. I thought that was kind of an interesting. And they're very much their better halves, and they're they're much stronger in a lot of ways. But for some reason, they yeah they need each other. Yeah, um, and it works out. Yeah, I mean, and also in that Star Wars show, Larry goes on to say that uh, Larry Kasdan says that uh, you know L three is kind of the the she is exactly like Lando in that she has you know she's very you know pompous not pompous but but cocky arrogant. and mm-hmm. arrogant and and I thought that was interesting. Yeah. It was kind of like they're always clashing, they're always looking to create yeah. that conflict in the script, and I feel like that was interesting. She definitely appears to be uh, the most clever droid we've seen thus far. I mean maybe with r2 aside but r2 is probably closer to han or lando than he is to l3 like he's sort of he's a little bit lucky and he's a lot brash and you know um and things tend to go his way and he's you know more heroic but yeah l3 seems to be very serious very intelligent and uh very thoughtful um especially for a droid yeah and and there there is a little bit of overlap with with k2 i think just with those two characters they're Mm -hmm. kind of both you know, very verbose British, but, you know, elegant. Uh, I guess, but K2 is just direct and brash. Right, right. But I don't know about, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I mean, yeah, I don't know how much K2 thinks about the, beyond the situation that they're in at that moment, you know. L3 yeah. seems more emotional, kind of. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And, yeah, I think, you know, was K2SO just says no filter? Is that what literally yeah, happens literally to him? No so he just says whatever kind of goes through his <laughs> processors, yeah. Yeah. God. yeah, it'll take a lot to beat out K2SO for role of most enjoyable uh, droid on film. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but I like what they're doing so far with L3 and, yeah. and, and um, you know, what they do with her in, in Last Shot makes me very, very excited to see her. Yeah. yeah. An interesting point is, you know, why would Lando go from a persona like L3 to Lobot as a sidekick? Do you guys have anything to say about that or what, any thoughts? Great story. I mean, that's yeah. Lobot's another one of those characters that is, you know, one of those great people that sort of got absorbed into um, into Lando's world yeah. and and stuck with him through some adverse situations. So that's a story I'd love to hear, sort yeah. of how they got together and you know and when that happened. But um, he'll he's in the comic, yeah. Um, so they knew each other then. Yeah, and um, they, so it, they yeah. met in his scoundreling days and pre-Bespin, and seemed very buddy buddy in the comic when yes. it first starts, and and so I think that's part of it. And Ben, I think you kind of you know mentioned it earlier, and again, not to spoil it, I mean the comic's been out for a couple of years, but I, I'd rather people read it than than yeah, us yeah. tell them than what us happened. Tell them what happened, yeah. Um, definitely worth a read. It's like five or six episodes. There's issues, and it's a quick read and fun. Um, but you know, it's a turning point, I think, as you mentioned. I think the comic is one yeah. of the biggest turning points of it, and I think it revolves around relationships. Yeah, yeah totally. And, yeah, Lobot's a, a part of that, for yeah. sure. Cause I only say that because they seem so different, you know? Like, all three just seems... Uh, more to- obviously more talkative <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah well yeah he hasn't yeah he didn't have too much going on uh, for but in the comic parts. he did have a bit more of a personality at the beginning yeah he definitely and he definitely is the person who re- is the reality check for lando yeah. which i think l3 may or may not well i guess not because l3 he he's commanding l3 in the in the preview saying you know put the mean was it put the mean face down or put them put the guy with the mean face <laughs> yeah, down or yeah. something like yeah, that yeah. so i don't know if she is right really going to be the one talking him down Right, but yeah. Do we think uh, L3 serves Lando, or do we think she's kind of doing her own thing and she's at her own authority? Maybe they're partners. You know, I don't know. She seems to be a pretty advanced they droid. Look, they seem more like partners to yeah. me yeah. than the the master droid you know right. relationship that we've seen before. Yeah. It's kind of like more of a partnership. And if um, this book is anything, I mean, he you know that's one of Luke 
uh, Lando's charms is that he treats uh, droids with respect. And yeah. um, that's not yep. something that happens in this galaxy very often. No, very true. Yeah, I think partnership. I think definitely... Um, I, I don't think you'll ever hear L3 refer to Lando as master. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, no, yeah. It's yeah. not happening. Yeah. But very think, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then um, we also know that... Uh, our, I mean, there's also the L. Neil Smith books... Um, I don't know if you guys have read any of those. Way but, back. Uh, in the, yeah. I looked into a few chapters of, um, I think it was the Mind Harp of Sharu. Sharu. And yeah. uh, that was wow. really interesting. I loved all the alien races that were in the story. It was uh, had some great characters. Are these uh, expanded universe they're, legends? They're, they're old novels from 1983. Yeah. I just, I just peeked at a wow. couple chapters that I found online. And uh, it's actually really well written. It was yeah. fun to read. It was, it was just exciting, interesting. There's a lot of twists and turns. Yeah. They, uh, yeah they are fun quick reads they're good like beach books like yeah. i i actually literally read those books on the beach like probably yeah. 15 years ago i read those there was uh two han solo trilogies i think written by the same person around the same time so there's like mm-hmm. nine books in that series and even back then like even back in the 90s when we got kind of the the where they were really ramping the dark up, times the dark times yeah <laughs> where they were ramping up with the with the eu stuff and you got the yeah. you got the thrawn books and stuff like that yeah I mean that even then those books were considered not like the canon adjacent yeah because they talk about so much weird stuff and great right. i think you mentioned they're obsessed with crystals in it and yeah like, it seems yeah. like every eu novel has to do with crystals and yeah <laughs> i don't know if, if star wars fans were all crystal gazers at one point but uh all it's all kind of odd splinter of the mind's eye to blame <laughs> yeah. the first book because yeah. that's because he wrote that what did uh i think uh lucas had someone write that because he didn't think he was going to get empire made so it's the uh, technical which is actually a really fun read it's uh luke and and vader crashing down on a planet and both going trying to find a crystal and then yeah. after that crystal 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 and i think it is a kai <laughs> is it a kai is they refer to it as the kyber crystal? I, I think the kyber i think it's all synonymous with kyber crystals yeah. at the end of the day because yeah. i mean it's like those are the crystals of power right they right are yeah. the death stars our lightsabers yeah, yeah I mean, energy. right the yeah the death star was powered yeah. with kyber, kyber crystal and yeah. But those old Lando books are definitely worth a read. They're fun. They're quick. Yeah, they're very yeah. cool. Super weird in such a great way. Cool. Very, very cool. Well, I think that about covers Lando. I'm really yeah. excited about this movie I and know. Uh, seeing this happen. I'm sure um, we're going to get some real gems. If the trailers have anything to uh, indicate to us or have indicated anything, uh, is that we're going to get a lot of great Lando yes. stuff coming up. If they ever want to sell us tickets. Right, if yeah. they ever want to sell us tickets. I'm literally holding money um, in my hand right now, just yeah. waiting to hand it over uh, to my local movie theater. And um, yeah, to do that. But um, we will be sure to let you know as soon as we hear. Um, so thanks again for listening to us. And um, please feel free to contribute to the conversation at SW Weekly Pod on Twitter. Um, or you could email uh, us at the Star Wars Weekly at gmail.com um, if you just want a private message. Um, and yeah, thanks again for listening. We will talk to you next week. Stand by, Julie. Here we go. Cutting the sublight in.